0: And I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 189 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson, alongside Bruce Adams for Tech Tuesday. How you doing today, Bruce? Yeah, healthy and alive, doing well. Glad to hear it. You got something on some new tech, some new um, new VR devices. You say that something is actually has a benefit to it, a, an actual yeah. like a health benefit.
1: Yeah, it, it does. So this is um, this is actually something that it won an award last year. So it's not exactly new, as in like this is just. You know, out of the manufacturing and like, you know, just hitting the the mainstream. This is actually this is something that came out uh, last year that is one. This is one of the good uh, good things that VR uh, or augmented reality provides. Uh, And I just wanted to kind of uh, point it out. Um, It's called Trip with two P's. And it's basically meant for people with, like, anxiety, uh, you know, panic attacks, those kind of things. Um, I think it even helps with, like, PTSD and stuff with like that as well. Uh, but basically what it does is um, part of the problem with people that have a panic attack, you have to uh, ground them. Right. So when they're in the middle of a a panic attack, usually it's because of something they've been thinking about or something like and it just builds up the snowball effect of fear. Right. And so you have to get them back into the logic uh, center of their brain. So doing things like uh, counting the numbers on the clock or, you know, doing something that requires the logic center of the brain is kind of what you do to, to help, you know, control your breathing, those kind of things. That's what this device does. It uh, basically gets them into a uh, chilled space that helps them with breathing exercises that kind of tries to reground them and get them out of that dark uh, headspace. And it's one of it has like really good success, apparently, and is helping people not just in the middle of a panic attack or, or something like that, but also um with the breathing exercises that's something you can take outside of vr and uh use in the everyday to to try to um curb that and and you know overcome problems with that in the in the real world so that that's um one of the examples they wanna that like Best invention or something like that of 2022 uh, was one of the things from Time magazine that they got last year. So um, I I think this is one of the examples of um, a a good use of the technology. I would rather something like this. A bit expensive, mind you, Um, though I I imagine it could probably work with a Quest and those are a lot cheaper. But um, if you look at it in the sense of like you can use this for um, yeah, the anxiety and everything, uh, help with mental problems, uh, your mental health, but also like video gaming or, or whatever at the same time, I think that's a better investment than taking some of these, uh, medications that they want you to take for anxiety or depression or those kind of things. If this yeah, is a more sure. natural way that, that gets away from doing drugs to fix your problems, I'm, I'm all for it. I like it. let Let's have that instead of, uh, medicating people on on uh, drugs that leave them zombified. That's something that is a real problem with with people that take l- these medications. They they feel like they're not themselves. You know, well, they're, they're not. They're,
0: You're actually altering yeah, the chemical
1: they, process yeah. in the brain, so it is a it is a real change. I'm glad to have something other than drugs to potentially help actually as you as you mentioned that you're taking drugs and it's literally changing your like your your chemistry uh, yeah. or your your brain chemistry that's kind of what this is doing but in a natural way that's why you're encouraged to when you have mental health problems i forget where this was from but i remember this saying uh and it it kind of it's kind of sat with me for a long time um a healthy mind starts with a healthy body. When you start exercising the body and you start running or doing strength exercises and whatnot, you release uh, naturally occurring drugs into your system, you know, dopamine and those kind of things. And it makes you feel better and good and it, it helps the brain chemistry balance itself and and rewires your, your thinking and can help with those things with anxiety and stress and, you know... Um, the negative emotions uh it helps you uh with those and in fact you can actually get to the point to where you're pseudo addicted to working out in a sense it's not i'm not going to say it's like full on addiction to working out but oh, you're no, you pretty, can say that you're you, you pretty can say close. that i mean you yeah. you,
0: you can't yeah. say that because i yeah. well you, you know <laughs> i if yes. i don't then
1: i'm I, i'm a, a, an irritable mess so yes yeah i i can relate to that um and it is definitely something that It does help a lot with your your mental state. Uh, That's something actually when I get uh, angry, which I haven't really been I've been annoyed and whatnot on podcast. And you've heard my heated every once in a while. Uh, But when I get angry, um, that's that's one of the the. Ways I get rid of that is you just burn it off doing, you know, just doing something basic like doing some push ups or something like that. Doing something a little bit, um, god, calisthenics are really great. If you don't have the ability to, um, go to the gym or, or you have exercise equipment yourself, that is something that, uh, will really benefit you. Even just going on a walk. That's another thing going to walk in nature or or in a park or or just even down your street for that matter, if you can, if you're in a safe enough neighborhood, Um, something like that is still you're out in nature. You you get that kind of calmness that comes with that. And then at the same time, you're doing exercise, which will help um, with your mental state as well. The dopamine, like I was saying. So. Yeah, we, 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 we do those kind of things uh, to help our mental state. And because our society is so shifted away from that and we're in front of the TV or the computer or what have you, uh, some device for so long and you're not physically exercising, um, we've kind of lost that a little bit in our society. And um, I, I think that's partly if you look back in the day, why did our you know grandparents or parents or whatever, why didn't they have the same level of problems that like our generation and younger are having. Well, one, our generation and younger have been coddled uh, more than the previous generations, but also the physical manual labor that our generation does is way less than what I, fruit, I've heard stories of. What my beverages are different. Well, yeah, the food and beverage is another thing. Uh, hearing stories of like my grandfather when he was growing up and like working uh, fields and those kind of things and and like you know, picking cotton or corn or what have you. Like, uh, he talked about that kind of lifestyle never once. Was there anything of like, uh, well, you know, my, my anxiety was so bad or, or, you know, I, I just was triggered about something. no, no, that was never, that was never in their thinking, uh, because they had to get out there and, and, you know, pick the cotton or pick the the corn or what have you to, to continue eating. So they had money for food. I mean, it, it, our perspective has shifted so much uh, on on life. So anyway, all that to say is VR technology. This is one of the good examples. Um, it's helping people. Um, and in, if you can't afford that kind of thing, Exercise, great way to jumble all that together, Bruce. That was uh, that was that was wonderful.
0: Smart glasses. Okay, so this is something similar. Smart glasses that have been developed that can help blind people recognize objects. This is an actual benefit. This is another benefit that I can actually see. And when you brought yours up to uh, up to uh, my attention, no I thought. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I thought yeah right. I, I thought that this is what you were talking about, but it wasn't. That was something different. The system described in a study published in the journal uh, PLOS One. Uh, pl- os us one or whatever, uh, involves a novel acoustic touch feature that is inspired by human echolocation. Echolocation is the ability to detect objects in the environment by creating sounds that bounce off of those objects helping to pinpoint their location in a given space, as well as certain characteristics about them. So certain animals, uh, most notably bats and toothed whales, rely on echolocation to navigate their environment. But humans, we don't have that. But this new technology, these these wearable smart glasses actually have that technology. They're, they're employing the same kind of technology built into that stuff. And, and they're allowing blind people to recognize objects. I, I think that's a great thing.
1: Also, I want to point out, we technically don't have the sonar location. Technically, that's true. But if you're someone that pays attention, you can tell locations of people just walking down like a hallway or something like that, just from the rustling sounds and everything and the way the sound travels. And yeah, if you're if somebody, if you're if you're a nerd and you take the time to, to pay attention to those things, you'll have a pseudo uh, <laughs> echolocation because of it. Anyway, I, I think the technology is really uh, interesting are they like connecting to like the nervous system or something to feed that information to the brain? Or is it or is it um, like I'm curious because if they're blind, it's allowing them to see objects. So it's I'm, I'm assuming it's connecting somehow to the optical nerve and sending information to the brain through uh, the or something like that. I'm really curious how how all that works for, for it, it, it could potentially be useful elsewhere. Um, like as an example, yeah, they say here that,
0: uh, in the study, the researchers equipped a pair of smart glasses with a specifically developed audio device to study the efficacy and usability of using acoustic touch to search for and reach items. The glasses employ cameras and the system is connected to a smartphone running a deep learning model used for object recognition purposes. So the scientists propose in the paper, in, in the study that the acoustic touch system has a number of advantages. For or over more traditional uh, assistive smart glasses, uh, as well as the acoustic device being intuitive to use and easy to integrate. Yeah, okay, they go on about all that stuff. But auditory icons are essentially a, a short non-speech audio clips based on real world sounds that convey information about an object, event, or situation. For example, an auditory icon can be a telephone ring to represent a phone number, or excuse me, to represent a phone, or the sound of a siren uh, to represent an emergency.
1: Okay, so like your your. I that's have an a example. Photo
0: here. Yeah, I got a photo here of what they did. So it's I, I'm not exactly sure what the, the, the two oh, things okay. on the top are, but this is what
1: they I, I think I'm I think I'm understanding. OK, so it's it's playing an audio like sound that's, that's associated with that associated item. with yeah. the object you're touching. OK, yes. that that makes sense now. OK, and it's using it's using the, the cameras and, you know, uh, probably did you say LIDAR as well? Uh, uh, something like that. Involved? Yeah, it's, it's based yeah. on the 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 echolocation that's in yeah that we find in in whales and that kind of stuff in bats okay so hey that that makes sense that that's an honestly that's an interesting take because i that involves no no like direct connection to the brain or nervous system so that would be like an immediately available something that we could produce now and get people yes. that could benefit them now uh whereas the other stuff you, you know as, as you're researching that stuff uh, you could get them this. That that's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. I I had family that was uh, blind that, that would have benefited from this uh, this kind of technology. Um. So yes, that's pretty neat.
0: Indeed. Well, I guess being just a, a you know a prototype thing, it's it's early days. So we'll see. Bruce, you're all about the uh, the, the space travel and stuff that's that's going on. you know? Yeah. What do you yep. um What are your thoughts about making a trip up there? You
1: ever thought about it? Uh, I would love to take a trip up there myself um yeah. i don't have the funds to do that kind of thing because that oh. good grief that's uh well you know
0: well there's well, there, there's another option here you know the, the ones that they send up there they're pretty quick you know like the the ones they just kind of go up and they come right back down the Virgin galactic thing it's i think it's up there for like what two minutes or something then it comes back down and that costs you a couple yeah. hundred grand to do that
1: yeah I, I wouldn't go with virgin galactic personally just because i don't support the company some of the yeah yeah dealings. Yeah. They've been what, doing what would like you think the, about yeah. a what would you think about a six hour trip? Would you take one of those six hour trip? Uh, we're leaving the atmosphere, going into zero g. Yes, like is it yes. is it the full? Well, trip? Well,
0: you're you're up there. You're, you're um you're at 19 miles. So that's 30 kilometers yeah, okay. for those that are outside of the U.S.
1: Yeah, yeah so sure. you're up
0: there. Yeah, you're you're up. There. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, well, um, the space actually begins technically like actual by the the definition begins at 62 miles up. Mm-hmm. Uh but mm-hmm. we're we're kind of like we're That's flirting like with the low, yeah. low orbit. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're floating with the uh the zero g kind of stuff at around uh, about that level. So, uh Space Perspective just unveiled their uh, their latest addition to their stratospheric tourism operation. It's a space spa. Uh, so you're going to be able to make uh, use I, of, the, I already, of the facilities. I already see that Why this is going to be for the uh, Uber elite. That oh, uh, I'm not going to be able it. to afford this anytime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. Spaceship Neptune will be uh, carried into high Earth atmosphere, uh, high Earth's at Earth's high atmosphere by a massive balloon. Uh, it's a pressurized capsule that promises passengers a more luxurious and sedate experience than the suborbital ro- suborbital rocket rides that are put out by Blue Origin, which I still maintain that looks like looks like a giant, yes. the, yeah, the phallic symbol. Yes, yes. Um, and yeah. then of course you got Virgin Galactic, uh, Virgin and Blue Origin. They <laughs> just saying they, I'm just saying, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. right. Located within the uh, eight-passenger capsule's space lounge, the Space Spa... Yeah, check this out. ...will function as a personal retreat during your spaceflight endeavor there now they said that the um, the companies have said that one of the most consistent questions we receive when people learn that our spaceflight lasts six hours is if there will be a laboratory service and so of course you know you have to you have to compensate for that uh, he says well to clarify um, the spaceship Neptune will reach a maximum altitude of 19 miles uh, or around 30 kilometers which is considerably below the you know, the actual uh, space, quote, space line, which is 62 miles. The answer is yes, of course. Of course, you're going to have a laboratory. No, no need to worry about that. And there's no need for uh, a vacuum service like the astronauts have or, you know, like in the space station or something like that. Uh, you won't have to wear the, um, well, the undergarments there that would take care of that just in case, you know, because that. what do you think they wear in those spacesuits? I'm not joking. That's what they do. Having a proper and beautifully designed restroom contributes significantly to the accessible and unique experience we are offering that accentuates the Incredible views of the deep blackness of space, the brilliant thin blue line of our atmosphere, the stars and the Earth below. The goal was to provide an environment closer to a spa than a typical aircraft setting. Yeah, you know, those things are just, thats nah, just terrible. Overall, we've embraced the softness and optimistic color tones of the space spa, which play nicely with the contrasting colors you will see in the two windows. A room with a view, yeah, can you imagine? We're also using light washes, for example, to create ambiance and allow for customization of the environment, as well as discourage reflections in the windows. Soothing soundscapes will be unique to what you experience in the space lounge. And we brought in plants as a callback to the experience that the Space Perspectives founders had in Biosphere 2. Doesn't it sound great?
1: Yeah. Not exactly the no. experience I would be looking forward no, to, if to if check, I was going to go this, to space. Check this out.
0: Yeah, check this out. I mean, of course, you see that there? Yeah, it's a, a room with a view, right? That's going to be the best
1: seat in the house, literally. Honestly, uh, it, it's a cool idea. So here's here's my concern with this. Have we have we seen the movie Elysium? We have, yes. It, that that kind this is what that feels like. This is the the early stages of uh, Elysium. So man. Yeah, uh, it's that. cool. I, I like the idea. Um, the problem is it's going to be the upper 1% that'll be able to afford doing this. Uh and honestly, I'm looking forward to the uh <laughs> the full ride. I want to feel the g-force of the the rocket going off as we get uh you know launched into uh orbit and and feeling weightlessness uh for the first time. Even if it's mm-hmm. just for, mm-hmm. you know, a few hours even, it, it's still yeah, that sure. that would be mm-hmm. that'd be pretty that'd be pretty cool. Well, yeah, you're I mean, going you, you to have to yeah, you're you going to have weightlessness before. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you oh, take yeah, the yeah, roller coaster sure. and you get yeah, the, like, you sure. go oh, down. Yeah. You're, you're yeah, experiencing just on the edge of weightlessness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I've also they, flown southwest. Cool. Yeah. I've also flown southwest. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> in July, uh, Space Perspective, which is this company, announced it had successfully sold 1, 000, over 1,600 tickets, which is about $200 million in sales. Uh, the going rate for a spaceship Neptune seat is going to run you only $125,000. So there's that. Well,
1: you can buy a, a new SUV with that money. Yeah. <laughs> I, or get I, you a I, down I, I, payment yeah. on a house these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Down payment on a house. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I being slightly facetious with the uh, the buying an SUV, but that's not far from reality. That's not far from reality. I mean, that's they're, what you need, they're yeah. expensive nowadays. Yeah. yeah.
0: This is out today. This is going to be our last last topic here. There's a new report that's out today that shows what the the true cost of electric vehicles would actually be. Uh, Have you heard about this?
1: I have not heard. I do know that uh, companies that were like GM that were changing their infrastructure to build electric vehicles have been, yeah, they've been uh, doubling back on that and they've been uh, uh, slowing down production because of profitability. Mm -hmm. So I imagine... There's not much profitability to be had um, with EVs. And the reason you get
0: these electric vehicles at the prices that you do is because we have these things called subsidies and government contracts. And credits, tax credits and, and all that stuff. That's why you get them at the prices you get them. Otherwise, guess what? I'm going to tell you how much they would cost you. A first-of-its-kind analysis that has been published by a think tank in Tex- it called the Texas Public Policy Foundation concludes that electric vehicles would cost tens of thousands of dollars more if you didn't have the tax incentives to buy them. According to this report authored by energy experts Jason Isaac and Brent Bennett, the average model year 2021 EV or electric vehicle would cost approximately $48,698 more to own over a 10-year period without the $22 billion in taxpayer-funded handouts that the government provides the car manufacturers
1: and the owners to purchase them. So the analysis, yeah, go on real quick the billions of dollars of taxpayer funds that are being used so basically you're buying an electric vehicle without actually being given the electric vehicle they are then required to go out and buy an actual electric vehicle and they give you some of your money back supposedly but you really don't get your money back because it's already been used to fund the <laughs> Yeah, that's quite a scam. Yes. That, that, that is, is quite that a scam. Is, that
0: is the scam, yes. The, well, it's the government, Bruce. Could you, I mean, would you expect anything less?
1: Well, I would expect them to be a little bit more incompetent um, than this, but... I mean, it's they're, they're getting—they're getting good at scamming you out of your money. I—I I, I can't deny that. The report determined that thanks to a
0: special multiplier that has existed for more than two decades, electric vehicles receive roughly seven times more credits under the federal fuel efficiency programs, which they're actually more inefficient than they provided actual fuel economy benefits. Yeah, see what I see what I just said. That figure—the total regulatory credits from the federal and state fuel efficiency and greenhouse gas emission standards amounts to an average of $27,881 per vehicle for EV makers. Further, the analysis calculated that the socialized costs of EV charging stations strain on the U.S. electric grid amounts to an average of $11,833 $11,833 per EV over 10 years. Such costs are, guess what, shouldered by the utility ratepayers and taxpayers who actually don't own these cars. So there you go. Uh, again,
1: why are we going down the road of electric vehicles when... Uh, okay, let, let's say for, for a moment that we want to go down the road of electric vehicles. Why aren't we researching or using different battery systems? Um, why are we trying to augment our power grid with things that are renewable or uh, more secure than uh, wind and solar like nuclear? Um, the, the those kind of questions, you know we <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of questions going on uh, with with decisions that our governments are making and I just man, it doesn't um... that's a good scam. I have to admit that is a really <laughs> it, good scam it is, that they've got. It's a good on. scam. Yeah. And I honestly, the scam started, um, back when they did the, uh, the dealings back in, uh, well, it's been, a, they've been doing this kind of thing for a long time. Uh, but in our generation, the, the, the last one that I remember, uh, was the, um, solar panel company that the Obamas were pushing oh, during that. Yeah, Solyndra, yeah. Thank you. Yes. And then the, the company went bankrupt shortly thereafter, but, um, it's kind of the same scam because, you know, uh, renewable energy, that, that whole, you know, uh, climate change, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's what this scam is. So, yeah, I'm uh, not surprised at all.
0: It's all right, Bruce. Go get yourself signed up to get – well, actually, you don't need to get signed up because they've got dealerships that are full of electric vehicles, and they'll be happy to sell you one.
1: No, actually, uh, interestingly enough, uh, fun story about that. I know some – not really fun. I I, I I know some people that um, have new trucks. Like, we're, we're talking within the last, like – four to five years they bought a brand new truck oh they actually got one they actually got one um those trucks all of them have had transmission problems the same exact issue with the transmission interesting uh that uh gasoline diesel trucks are are all having the same problem it's almost like they're trying to well i was going to say um uh, rig things to fail but God, corporations and uh, that they would never our government would never allow that to happen to no to allow Shutter, companies to, to design things to fail oh no they would no, never no. perish the thought they no, would never no wouldn't want
0: you to spend all that money on a new mm. thing to make. no new thing to buy every couple of years no yeah no of course not all right we're gonna go ahead and call this one done it's been a great conversation my friend I'll see you later in the week thank you for being here today thank you to all of the listeners God bless everyone have a great evening